Welcome. I hope everyone enjoyed their Super Bowl Sunday. This is Sports Tech Atlanta Sea Talk with your hosts Sterling and Taylor Mack. We have three exciting sports tech stories. The first is the company using digital biomarker analysis to study concussions. The second is a 5G viewing experience. And our last story is VR training in baseball. So our first story is a company using digital biomarker analysis to study concussions. Uh, it's a company called Quinterix. They're actually a corporation. They were bought uh, a couple of years ago now. but. Um, they're using this analysis, really, they, they've got this ultra-sensitive Samoa technology, and it's able to generate the value off of, essentially, your blood levels uh, to now study concussions, which is pretty cool now. I think before we've had these really baseline tests of, uh, and obviously with the Super Bowl and everything, uh, there's always the, the the one aspect of football, right, that, that is difficult. Uh, difficult to talk about, difficult to watch sometimes, and that's the concussions. Um, there's a person on the other uh, on the other side of this line here who uh, suffered a pretty uh, tough tough injury his his last year in college uh, playing football and it's I thought I thought this was a really cool story to kind of show now the progression that we have within the testing and, and really being able to find out uh, how a person is doing and what their symptoms are within the concussion uh, protocol. Yeah, it gives a uh, solid benchmark of of where you are. Um in relation to if you do have a mild traumatic brain injury and for the most part, like right now, everything is pretty subjective in testing because it's all off of the subject and what their baseline test that they present. So now that you have a true marker to go off of, um, a, a lot more reliable for the trainers can bump up the safety precautions within multiple sports. But the biggest thing that I worry about now, I'm going to have to dive very deep into the free agent waiver wire on my fantasy team because if this is implemented into the NFL, people going to be out left and right for concussions because you have that automatic marker now and it won't be self-reported or underreported because people are afraid to come out and say it. Like if you have a notification like, boom, your levels are off, you did get a concussion, completely changes the game. Well, that's kind of what I wanted to, to, to kind of speak on here because I think it's interesting that they're using the blood levels. I wonder if the NFL PA is going to consent to this, right? Because obviously they have HGH tests, testing and other things of that nature. Uh, will test, so if they're able to test your blood here to, to understand your level of concussion, could that test then be used to see something else, right? Uh, that if you're using a, a performance enhancing drug, I, I find it really interesting from that perspective, but um no, I, I think it's awesome, right, to be able to now, to your point, have another marker and, and really just uh, uh, another correlation within your body to show what your levels are and where you are within the concussion protocol. Uh, I, I think it's really, really big news for, for football. Listen, you're not supposed to be cheating in the first place. So all I can say is, is if they were taking something extra that's going to be in the blood, shouldn't be there regardless. But I do see what you're saying, though. Um how the NFLPA could be able to, if this is implemented, what they should write out to protect the players. But at the, at the end of the day, this is a great benchmark for for covering concussions and getting people out at the right time. So you don't, you know, he did retire, but you could possibly prevent another type of Luke Keekly to happen where you have so many concussions so quickly that somebody has to cut their career short. So I uh, want the study to continue to rise up with this and that they can continue to narrow down what they have going on right now. But I think it's a, it's a, it's a really good um, invention so far. 
Yeah, yeah, definitely. And shout out Luke Keekley, who uh, retired here recently. Amazing career. Like you said, uh, maybe if we were able to see some of the hits he, he took early on, maybe his career was a little longer there. So, um, cool. So our second story is a new 5G viewing experience. And this is pretty cool. So uh, back probably a few months ago uh, on the Sports Tech Atlanta Instagram, we highlighted um, – an interview that Christine Leahy did on her show with Mark Cuban, and he discussed really the possibilities within 5G. Uh, so at CES this year, um, Bundelisa and, uh, and this company Vodafone created a new 5G experience within, obviously, for soccer. Um, so they won the Best Sports Project Award uh, at CES this year. And essentially what they did was they're you're now able to see – uh, augmented reality, uh, along with stats within your viewing experience. And they did that within the portrait mode, uh, which is pretty crazy to kind of think about as you're just sitting there using your phone to like watch in game and understand stats. Um, also, obviously, with the Super Bowl that we just had, very similar to what AWS has done with uh, next gen stats. So, uh, really, just a, a, an amazing uh, kind of development within technology and obviously the use of 5G. I'm a little worried about this one. I'm a little, I'm a little hesitant only because I've seen, you know, you've seen the stats where they've had the live tracking of players and you do it for training purposes. And then ESPN, Fox sports, you know, they, when they've been covering MLS for keep it over here in the States, you're yep. able to see how fast people have been running, you know, tracking how the distance that they've run. I think right. those are cool features for people to see, but now allowing the common fan to have that extra data in their pocket. And we're specifically talking about in one of the highest soccer leagues in mm -hmm. the world. Mm -hmm. There's already that feel of ownership of players. Now you're going to be able to give the common fan the statistics of somebody running full speed, what their constant rate is during the game. Now they're going to see somebody out in the street. Raheem! I know this is a different league. Sterling, you you were running 20 miles an hour two weeks ago. This game, you're running 10. Why are you loafing? You need to get off the pitch. I'm not doing it in a British accent or anything like that because I can't do that. Obviously, different leagues, but you get what I'm saying. Now you're going to – I think it's giving a lot – a little too much to the fan. I can understand if they can break up some statistics, but I, I think if you're constantly tracking everything, I think that's something that uh, some stuff should stay inside the club and not – everything aspect wise analytics should be able to leak out or be well, we already have that right like to your point with mls or uh like i like i started off there with aws and next gen stats like mm -hmm. that's already available to the fans i i don't know if that's going to change i mean you use raheem sterling right who has experienced uh, some difficult uh interactions with the fans if we'll, uh, we'll use it that way um i don't know if that's ever good i don't think that's that stuff's going to change right i don't know if having this information is going to make those interactions any different. I think, I think having the ability to now understand, right. The performance and you're now understanding it in a live manner. Now you don't have to like go home. I, th I think the interesting part is now with this information, how much are you going to watch a post game show? Right. You can kind of, if you understand the game really well, you can kind of dive into this your, yourself, right. You don't need people to kind of spew this information to you. I think that's the cool thing, right. When you're in the game, when you're at the stadium, you're now really, really in the game. You're now understanding everything. Especially, you're also you're also getting that TV viewing experience. Yeah. While you're in your seat, which I think is a really cool and, and 
a huge advantage, right, for someone that's just a huge fan of whatever sport uh, this rolls out to. Obviously, soccer is the one that we're talking about right now. Don't disagree for the high level fan, for the casual fan that uses the analytics to back up whatever viewpoint that they feel about a player. That's where my issue is going to come across because high level fans that understand the intricacies and can um, interpret the data the way the game and, and infuse that for how the game is played is one thing, but then others that don't fully understand the game and just look at say the big stats of a player, big, the big analytics of a player and their performance out on the field. Um, I, I, I think it'll be kind of a slippery slope a little bit. You could hear some uh, pretty strong banter coming individuals way on the field and off the field. So that's just my only concern. I want them to be able to tailor what access fans can have i think some stuff should stay in the clubhouse that's just me though but it's a it's it is a cool thing because it's already out there i don't well, it, it is but it's not out there i don't think to this level where you're just on your smartphone yes it is no you have to i don't know you go like through a site not like through like an app or anything it's just live update i think it's more more so refreshing and then you're seeing you're seeing data i don't think it's as live as this though i think this is probably the most live fact to the fan at least i've seen i can, yeah yeah i see what you're saying. i can be staying corrected but i don't that's just what i've seen yeah i see what you're saying there. um no i think it's i think it's great I, I, to me personally someone who's a, a data kind of guy and loves to, to dive in i think this is pretty cool but uh, mm -hmm. we'll see we'll see how it rolls out and hopefully um you know, this is I, I think it's cool especially if this is implemented into like the nba or something right you're able to see uh if joel and beads not getting back or something like that uh, you're able to kind of see what. Do not let do not let Philly fans get a hold of this technology. Oh, it could be tough. <laughs> um, so our last story here is um, uh, a company out of Dallas who's focused on VR training. Uh, we're going to specifically talk about their training within baseball. Um, so the company is called Win Reality. Uh, so so far they've gone through a series a series a uh round i believe that was in 2018 so what they're able to do and i think this is pretty cool i've, I've seen a couple companies now trying to figure out how do we help batters uh really with their pitch recognition and their performance uh as well as their timing and this is probably the best that i've seen uh just being a former hitter and understanding what that's like right especially in, you know if you, if you play in the north you're indoors a lot. You're not getting a ton of live reps. So being able to now kind of put on a VR headset, uh, really have that ability to understand uh, how long it's taking you to like recognize a pitch, what you're seeing from like the inside outside, understanding your own uh, strike zone. This is probably the best, uh, the best platform, the best rollout as far as uh, technology that I've seen to be able to do that. So so really cool and, and kudos to them. I saw the story because LSU um, uh, adopted it and started to use it for their for their player uh, development. Yeah, I, I think the the example that LSU's coach used was you know now having our offensive players having the ability um, to go up against top pitchers, especially he used the example of Kumar Rocker, who is a sophomore now going to sophomore year at, the, at uh, Vanderbilt University, mm -hmm. going to be a top pitcher, going to go to the MLB, unbelievable. Um, and so you can get that edge back as a hitter. Yeah. My only concern you played, you played it at the, at the high level when you invest type of technology like this into the game, 
do you feel a little slighted because it's like if we're investing money like this, why can I not get paid? You mean on the college level get paid? On the college level. Well, that's a tough discussion there. I mean, there's always we're always talking about how much uh, teams are putting into their facilities and right. around the program. I mean, I, I think the the pay the the paying the players is such a larger discussion as opposed to like giving everybody. And I don't know if everyone on the LSU team is getting a VR headset, right? So I don't know if they're like walking around with these to class or if they're at home with them or stuff like that. Um, but no, I mean, LSU is a school that has the money within their athletic program to do right. really cool stuff like this. So. Yeah, and they said Vanderbilt already has 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 had this technology kind of on the low because they had to go to through uh, players that have been on the team. But I think it's a, it's a good system for practicing against top pitchers. I asked you that question because I feel it takes away from the amateurism quote unquote of college baseball. Cause you're supposed to have those advantages and disadvantages in college baseball because you're not professionals. Now you have professional equipment. It's going to make the game better, obviously from the hitter pitcher perspective. But I thought that was kind of the advantage that you're supposed to have in college. Whereas when you get to the professional level, that advantage goes away because you have all the access to, to technology. You have the the money in the bank under organizations to to fuel and make your players better. But in college, you have those discrepancies because one school, like you said, LSU obviously has a bigger bankroll than, than uh, you know, a MAC conference school. And that's where the advantage comes in. And that's the beauty of the game. If a MAC conference team makes a sweep through the, through the playoffs and gets to the College World Series, you enjoy it. But uh, I don't. I don't know. It's just kind of. It, it's 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 a great thing to add, and it's a great pitching sell to recruits. But I, I don't know. It's cool. It's cool. It's all right. No, it's awesome. I mean, I think it's you know to be able to, like I said, I mean, if you're able to go home and, and focus on you know the next pitcher that you're that you're facing, or or to focus on, hey, my pitch recognition right now is really off. Let me. Let me use this platform to be able to work on that. Or I'm giving up on the slider outside. Let me work on those pitches so I can yeah. understand my two-strike approach better. Uh, I think it's awesome. No, um, it, it's great tech. It really is great technology, though. It's completely it's completely changing the game for 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 college athletics and up in the pros as well. Because I know it's used there. Yeah, yeah, and just hitting in general. And like I said, I mean, I think a lot of times pitchers are way ahead of of uh, hitters early in the season. A lot of that's due to just timing and reps and things of that nature. This really should be able to help it. Or if you're injured, right? Think about that. You're not getting live at bats. Now you're able to kind of use this to start training your eyes, training that feeling of, of getting my foot down, getting that timing back. Uh, and now hopefully now as you as you try to recover from any injury you have, you might be able to get back into the box a little quicker. So uh, super yeah. cool. Well, off the allegedness, I wish the Astros would have used this technology instead of going other routes to get hits. Well, that's just, a, that's a whole nother. That's alleged, allegedness, allegedness, allegedly. I don't think it's alleged anymore, but that's a whole nother thing there. But um, yeah, those are the three sports tech stories we have for you this week. We appreciate you. Uh, follow us on sports tech Atlanta, Instagram and Twitter, as well as subscribe to the podcast here for seed talk. We'll see you next time.